the Lord overthrows the thrones of rulers and enthrones the lowly in their place. This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us every week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have Senior Lecturer Eric Raymond and Peter Hawkins, Professor Emeritus of Religion and Literature. They're discussing Sirach, also called Ecclesiasticus and not to be confused with Ecclesiastes. That's Sirach chapter 10, verses 12 through 18. The text is appointed for track two of the 12th Sunday after Pentecost, proper 17, in year C. It's read for you by student Katie Stewart. Sirach chapter 10, verses 12 through 18. The beginning of human pride is to forsake the Lord. The heart has withdrawn from its maker. For the beginning of pride is sin, and the one who clings to it pours out abominations. Therefore the Lord brought upon them unheard-of calamities and destroyed them completely. The Lord overthrew the thrones of rulers and enthroned the lowly in their place. The Lord plucked up the roots of the nations and planted the humble in their place. The Lord laid waste the lands of the nations and destroyed them to the foundations of the earth. He removed some of them and destroyed them and erased the memory of them from the earth. Pride was not created for human beings or violent anger for those born of women. Eric, the concern in this passage, if you look at verse 12, And then the concluding verse, 18, is pride. The beginning of human pride is to forsake the Lord. Pride was not created for human beings, but they nonetheless fall into it. And so I'm wondering, you know, in the context of Sirach, in the context of wisdom literature, what pride means. Right. It's obviously, you know, the opposite of humility, but it is, is the uh, epitome, I guess, of uh, bad behavior and is, is opposite to um, piety. The, the way that uh, it's expressed in this particular passage associates arrogance or pride with with sin, right? And with with going the opposite direction to the one that you should. And I guess the the way that I think about it is in relation to a later chapter or later chapters of Ben Sira, a portion that's called the Praise of the Ancestors, which occupies chapters 44 through uh, chapter 50. And in those passages, in that, in that long poem, it is the ancestors who are pious and who live a righteous life who are, who are honored and remembered. Mm-hmm. And it's the opposite, in other words, to, in this passage, um, 
chapter 10, verse 15, right, where the NRSV translates it as the Lord plucks up the roots of the nation and plants the humble in their place. In in the Hebrew text of verse 15, you could also translate it as the Lord uproots the arrogant and plants the humble in their place. And in other words, the, the arrogant and those who are not living a pious life are essentially forgotten. Mm-hmm. And there, again, in verse 16 in the Hebrew, the, the metaphor, the imagery is more dramatic than what you might see in the English. Translating from, directly from the Hebrew, verse 16 would read, The footprints of the arrogant God sweeps away. Their foundation, he decimates down to the ground. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a wiping away of the arrogant and the impious and longer a sweep of uh, human history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can we say that Sirach is speaking truth to power? That the, the primary audience for this particular text are the powerful, the wealthy, the people in charge, mm-hmm. so arrogated for themselves, a kind of power that doesn't really belong to them and are stepping, talk about footprints, are stepping on others in the process. Exactly. I think so. Usually, you know, the, uh, it's assumed that the wisdom literature, especially in the case of Ben Sira, is specifically directed to uh, students who were going to become scribes in the, you know, the state or temple apparatus, or who were going to function as scribes for the public, writing letters uh, and documents for, you know, individuals, usually for the elite, but sometimes also not for the elite. The scribes, especially the, uh, you know, the important or successful ones, would have had uh, direct contact with the rulers the governors, and the people in charge. And uh, I'm not sure that the rulers themselves would have been reading Ben Sira. Mm-hmm. But this was a reminder to those individuals that would have been administrators or scribes that those who were the high-level scribes and functionaries should have a degree of humility, even if their bosses did not. And those who were functioning at the lower levels and servicing um, soldiers and other people who did not know how to write should have a sense of humility as well and not feel arrogant towards those individuals. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in the um, verse 14, the Lord overthrows the thrones of rulers and enthrones the lowly in their place. I'm hearing, you know, he has thrown down the mighty from their seats and exalted those of low estate from the Magnificat. Mm-hmm. This notion of a, an intervention in the way things are in the political, physical, social order of things as a way of God entering into the human situation and challenging it. Indeed. And, and reversing the status quo of what would would have seemed probably to the people at the time as something that was inevitable. The, the people with uh, power are, 
are the ones that always had power. Mm-hmm. But I think the the underlying idea is that that is not the case, and that things could suddenly turn for the disfavor of those who were in power, and sometimes at least for the benefit of those who did not have power. Mm-hmm. And those who do not have power are the overwhelming majority of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think then as, as, as now, it's, it's uh, unfortunately still the case. Yeah. If the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, another text from the Hebrew Bible, mm-hmm. then the beginning of human ignorance is pride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's function. So uh, arrogance and pride functions in a way as the opposite of the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Which is a you know a concept, an overall concept for reverence and, and piety. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Professors Hawkins and Raymond, for joining us again. As always, we have lots more resources available at YaleBibleStudy.org. They're all free, and you can also follow us on Twitter at BibleYale. Chapter, verse, and season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer Helena Martin. Katie Stewart did the transcript and our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season. <laughs>